Well, this is the moment I've been waiting for. What moment is that? It's Mandalorian season three, man. Woohoo! I know. Finally, I it feels like we've just been biding time since uh, since Andor ended, doesn't it? Yeah. For a second there, I thought you were gonna say that uh, the uh, the bad batch has gotten good. No. Well. <laughs> Well, there is an episode of the Bad Batch season two that I was like, "Oh gosh, we like I can't wait to talk about this when we when we recap it, getting into a little like cloning." Uh, so you have kind of started watching the episodes again? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I've been keeping up to date. Yeah, for for those not aware, <laughs> or for those wondering. Why we haven't put one out? We paused our Bad Batch episode to kind of do rather a synopsis on the whole season. We were just as like one episode. Yeah, we we're just like I don't know. It was like each week to week. There's not enough to talk about on this show. There's not like yeah, not enough the, meat on the bone. No, yeah. There's yeah. one episode. Honestly, there was one one episode that came out, and I was like, man, we could have. I could have talked about this for like an hour. Yeah. yeah. Oh well, oh well. We yeah, will. They've, they've we'll, definitely gotten better, but we'll talk. We are we'll not talk here about to it talk about that. No. That is for another no. episode. No, we're we're, we're here, here for speaking about bones. We're here for me to pick a bone with with a show that I have up until this point had a lot of love and respect for. <sighs> Hello and welcome to the Movie oh. Men Podcast. Uh, wow. Okay. Uh, the B Team. Yeah, that's your. You are not Brady, and you're not Carl. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for clearing that up. Yeah, sounds like you're. uh, Oh man, it's not. Oh man, I'm confused as to where you're at with this uh, foray into season three because you started (laughs) out sounding like it was really awesome, and then that last little line before the intro made it sound. Very much the opposite. There's, uh, I've got, I've got both good and bad to talk about today, which is not what I was hoping for. Mm. I definitely have good to talk about, but I have a couple of major gripes, major gripes. All right. Yeah. So let's, let's, how do we want to dive into this? Well, I kind of. I want talk you talk about I, our highlights and lowlights, or do you want no, to? No, let's it do it the way let's do scene? it the way we did Andor. You can kind of take us through the episode, and and we can talk about things as they sort of come up. Oh, I don't have that good of notes for it. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> you will next week, but okay. All right, we can talk about highlights and lowlights for this special <laughs> season premiere episode. <laughs> But I do want to start off with my biggest gripe. The okay, thing start that, with the bad and with the good. I that I it. haven't hasn't made me lose all respect for the Mandalorian. Hasn't made me lose all respect for John Favreau. Hasn't made me lose all respect for Dave Filoni. But they've taken a hit. 
They've taken a significant hit. One of the things that we've been griping about with the MCU is that the interconnectivity of the MCU has reached a point where it can be a little confusing and difficult to keep up if you haven't seen every single episode of every single thing that's come out. And even then, it can be a little confusing. But specifically talking with like this multiverse stuff, right? So like, this is not really a spoiler, but obviously Quantumania is out now. Again, Carl and I have both seen that. I was sick. I haven't gotten around. We haven't, we're going to talk about it. We will do, we'll do an Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania review. I'm actually very excited to talk about that um, with you. But with the, like the multiverse saga that they're doing right now, there's like, there's just a lot of confusing stuff. Like, did oh, okay, did you see this episode of Loki? Because this episode of Loki kind of explains that, but it also kind of like, it contradicts yeah. this and like and blah blah blah. And the MCU never used to be that way, right? There was still there was a connective flowing through story, blah blah blah. Yeah, but if you missed Iron Man two and three, Avengers, uh, Age of Ultron, sense. still made sense. There, honestly, I heard someone say this, and I think this really rings true. The first, like, two phases of the MCU, even sequels to previous films, Kevin Feige always ensured that every single film that came out could be, you'd have a little catching up to do later, but it could be sort of your launching point into the MCU. If that was the first MCU film that you saw, you'd you'd be caught up enough in no time and and you'd be able to really jump in and and go the mcu is not in that state anymore <laughs> like it is it is i i if i don't know if i hadn't seen any mcu properties at this point it would be a very daunting scary thing to try to jump into right um i will never <laughs> And it wasn't an issue for me because I've seen everything I need to see. But I can still approach this as boneheaded and moronic and stupid. I will never understand nor forgive John Favreau, Dave Filoni, and the wonderful people over at The Mandalorian for making... The Book of Boba Fett, mandatory viewing for season three of The Mandalorian. Not just because the Book of Boba Fett wasn't as good as it, you know, would have or could have or should have been, but not everybody watched it. Right? Like, the one of the wonderful things that The Mandalorian's been able to do is that it has reached out to, it's kind of tapped into some of the more casual Star Wars fan and have been like, hey, you know, there's some, like, there's some shows here. Like, there's some additional extended, con- extended universe content here for those that want to go a little deeper. And for a lot of people, The Mandalorian was kind of like their first, venture into doing that into viewing non-episodic film star wars material 
Yeah. It, it, and and it did it in a very kind of serialized casual way like from episode yes. to episode even though there was a, a lot of connective tissue between episodes for an overarching story they all kind of stood alone for the most part. Yeah, they part. all stood alone and there was just like fun little nothing was too serious. There was a, a great mystery going on. What the hell's with this kid? And there was this interesting like there were these constant fan service moments of like, ah, look, it's you know, we're sitting in the same booth. We're sitting in the same booth that that Han gunned down Greedo, right? It was just like fun little things, Easter eggs. And I know a lot of people who have seen Mandalorian and have not seen Book of Boba Fett. And I feel sorry for them going into episode one of Mandalorian season three. Because if the last thing that they saw was the season finale of Mandalorian season two. <clears throat> and now they're watching the next, the very next episode in this show. The very next episode of this show. They're going to be sitting there going, wait, what? Yeah. What, what? Why is the child back with, why is Grogu back with Mandalorian? What is this ship that Mandalorian's flying? This like retrofitted Naboo fighter. Really badass looking retrofitted. I don't think retrofitted. those people would know that there's a Naboo fighter. Just no, but, <laughs> but, but. Is still like oh where do you get this where do you get this fighter from, and why is he now sort of and and the they sort of at the beginning they kind of do like in the previously on they show you one scene from the book of Boba Fett, which is which is Mandalorian being told like this is what you have to do in order to go redeem yourself. Yeah, but. It, it was so boneheaded, so asinine, so nearsighted to make, because essentially what they did was they took two episodes of Book of Boba Fett and dedicated them to just furthering the Mandalorian storyline. Mm -hmm. And as a result, now, if you haven't seen Book of Boba Fett, it's, it's just, it's infuriating. It is from a, from a, creative sensibility standpoint to have people who are a fan of a show watch the last episode of a show and then go to watch the next episode of a show and go, oh, wait a second. I had to watch at least two episodes of this other show in order to now understand what's happening in my show. What the hell? Yeah. Um, it was stupid. It's stupid. You can you it could it could you could reference things. You could do whatever. That's fine. You know, but to make like, it mandatory viewing. Devil's advocate here. I hear what you're saying, but like playing devil's advocate. If 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 somebody ended up watching Mandalorian one, Mandalorian two, season two, season two ends with Boba Fett sitting on the throne saying. Book of Boba Fett's coming up next. If you've watched season two of Mandalorian, you probably watch Book of Boba Fett, whether you liked it or not. Maybe, but you shouldn't have I, to. I, no, I yeah. Well, and you know, I'm I'm the one that said it about the, about the MCU being where it was at on, on on a podcast some time ago. I think it was when we did Doctor Strange. Like, I absolutely agree. Like, 
the MCU's gotten ridiculous. It's it's not jumping the shark by definition, but it's it's doing something that that is asinine in all respects in terms of trying to tell tell a narrative that everybody can understand and enjoy. I don't. I, so I see the connection there, and I I agree that that's there. I don't think it's as bad as what the MCU is doing because oh, not yet, no. Because, you know, like if I've watched Mandalorian one and two, I've definitely watched Boba Fett. <laughs> you know I, what I mean? Y- you have. So because it's you. I, I, and well, I have because I, it's I me. have. But I'm if somebody's invested time into those two seasons and now, oh, I'm gonna watch this other Mandalorian person. Like most people are most definitely gonna have watched Book of Boba Fett. Yeah. If they haven't just, ri- watched Book of Boba Fett, they've probably just written off watching any Star Wars TV shows, period. I think I think ultimately what it comes down to though is like I I just don't think you know it, two episodes of Book of Boba Fett should <clears throat> never have been used to further Mandalorian story. It, that should have just been its own show. You know, Boba Fett goes off and he has an adventure. And then if Boba Fett ends up back in Mandalorian Season 3 at some point, uh, you throw a little exposition in there to kind of reference where he's been, like get the audience up to speed in case they didn't watch it. Get the audience up to speed on like, oh, this is where his, you know, this new shoulder armor he got came from. Or this is where, you know, whatever. It doesn't matter. Who cares? Move forward. But, like, to just be, like, to have a major plot point, a major plot point, which is, like, wait a second. The last we saw Grogu, the the main character of the original Star Wars that we all know and love showed up with R2-D2, R2-freaking-D2, <laughs> and put Grogu in Luke's X-Wing. And they went off, and Grogu's gonna go be a Jedi. Whoopty, holy crap! And then now, what? And 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 now, yeah, Grogu's moving some shit around with his hands, but he did that before as well, yeah. kind of on and yeah. off. No, and I, I, he's not being a Jedi. And where's Luke? And I agree with the point as a whole. whole. I disagree with it being such a, a major issue that you seem to be making it. Into, That's fair. I guess. That's fair. I was just frustrated. Um, yeah, because so I, I just feel like in this particular case, you know, people people watching Mandalorian have watched Book of Fett. Yeah. So, yeah. I, yeah. Like, I, I would say like, there's probably fewer people that haven't than have. You know what I mean? Like, if you were to poll people and say hey how many how many of you watch mando how many watch book of fett how many of you are ready for season three right most people are going to say like a vast majority are going to say they watched everything in that in those uh categories probably yeah i, I don't it's think you're going to get many people that said yeah i skipped fett it's just dumb I mean, but, but no, I, would, I, I agree. Like, like, up until yeah, now, I would have they told people to. They should have either re <laughs> renamed uh, Book of Fett to be like Mandalorian season three, the the tale of Fett, so that yeah. it 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 is like oh, this is a Mandalorian story still, 
but right. it's more focused on Fett. And then now we're having season four. That that would have been more ideal, I think. Yeah, exactly. Less, less false advertising. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just made that word up, advertising. It's good. All right, so let's let's skip <laughs> past this. But uh, so frustrating. Um, I'm gonna out and say it. I think that as out, out of the three season premieres that we've had, this is the weakest. What? No yeah, this way. Is the weakest. Really? I you mean, did not enjoy this. I it, no, I'm not saying I didn't enjoy it. I just think okay. like you know, it's an it, so it's an interesting storyline. I'm I'm excited. You know, I'm all for seeing Mandalore. And, you know, I ultimately I like that Mando and Grogu are back together because I think that's an important dynamic to the show that you don't want to lose. Um, and and I I do I like Bo-Katan and all the Darksaber stuff and all the you know, whatever like that's and I so much more now that I've seen Clone Wars. Um but it's just like in comparison, like if you look at the first, if you look at the first season premiere, which is obviously the first episode of the show, that's, that's a special episode just because it's like, there's shrouded in so much mystery, right? Like it's, it's, it's this new character and, and you get the, they're out on those salt or the, like the ice planes and the monster comes up from under the water and like grabs the ship and all that stuff happens. And then there's the, the fight at the end of the episode, the introduction of IG 11, man, I miss IG 11, IG 11. So badass <laughs> and so badass. And then, then the, the, the reveal of this like baby Yoda and everyone was like, Oh, <gasps> what the hell? Like it's it was just, it Yoda. broke the world, broke the world. <laughs> Season two, which I think is actually the best season premiere that we've gotten, was all about the 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 killing, the hunting of the the crate dragon. That was a great episode. It was visually stunning. It was exciting. It was like retrieving the Boba Fett armor from this this village on on Tatooine, and it was just fun. It was exciting. Uh, this you know this one starts with like the introduction of Mando sort of the pre title card sequence is they're like, you know, I don't, whatever they're doing, baptizing this kid into the Mandalorian foundling yep. thing. Um, which is so stupid by the way. <laughs> so it's like, I, I don't know this helmet junk. Like it, when it started, when the show started out, I was like, Oh yeah. Like, okay. It's, this is the way. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, here we go. This, this is, is the way. The way. This is the way, and this you got to keep way. your helmet on. And then we run into Bo-Katan, and Bo-Katan kind of explains, like, you guys are archaic. Like, <laughs> you guys, this is this is a very draconian approach, this whole keep the helmet thing on. Like, we're Mandalorians, and we take our helmets off because that's, like, ancient Catholic, and we're kind of modern progressive, <laughs> and... <laughs> And we're still going to heaven. Like, it's okay. And, <laughs> and so now the whole helmet thing, like, I, if, I think it's going to be an interesting, exciting storyline. But I'm also, like, a little frustrated because I'm like, okay, but you shouldn't need, like, you shouldn't need redemption. 
and I'm now seeing <laughs> I'm now seeing this side of the Mandalorian stuff as super culty. And it's, it's kind of like that meme. Have you seen that meme uh, where it takes clips from uh, the Book of Fett where he's fighting with the saber and it's like, you taking off your helmet? Yes. And okay, you're no longer Mandalorian. And then it sh- t- has two two comic panels of him with Boba Fett. And he's like, so she told me to, that I was no longer a Mando. So I said, screw you. I'm going to hang out with Fett. And Boba Fett says, you've got the dark saber, right? Well, yeah. Well, you're Mandalore. Tell her she's not Mandalorian. <laughs> yeah, you're the king. <laughs> yeah, I. It, so I just see that whole thing as super culty now, and and yeah, blah blah blah. But I just thought, like it, uh, like in all, you know, season two started, and it was just a fun, exciting, felt like a higher budget episode, special effects wise, and like they just poured a lot into it, and it. It didn't need to be a lot of exposition. Like they set up what the story was, and he's hunting for his kind, and and he finds his Boba Fett armor, but not for the guy that, like, you know, not an actual Mandalorian, just sort of a guy that bartered with some Jawas for it, and and that was it. It, it didn't need to be this like information heavy episode. This episode just felt like all talk and and no flashy lights and no fun and no excitement like it it just as as it felt like a middle yeah. of the season kind of episode really? to me yeah this was exactly the opposite for me okay i thought well. this was a great foray into the for for a season 2 to kind of spur the redemption arc of the mandalorian um redemption that he doesn't need well, yeah. I mean, when you're not in in okay, for lack of a better word, I'll use the word cult. When you're not in the cult, you look at the redemption to get back into it as being you ridiculous. Said creed, but <laughs> creed, sure. But when when you're part of it and you get booted out, you want back in. Because it's fa- yeah. that's your family. That's his family, right? It's not much of a he's, family. He's he's told, but so <clears throat> I thought it like the way it started off was great because we didn't know the time setting. Uh, yeah, I was exactly. like, is this like or a like, major like, flashback? Is this, is this is this yeah? Is this is this our main character getting his helmet for the first time? Is it not? And then like the the big gator guy. It, monster attacks and we get to see the Mandalorians fighting together and like, you know, they're not just like out for themselves. They're like, Oh, he's down. I'm going to go save him. Let's work together. You know, make sure nobody gets hurt. Protect the foundlings. Uh, they're very like united, same goal, same purpose. Um, we get to see lots of, you know, uh, Mandalorian gadgets being used, the classics, you know, uh, flamethrowers and uh, wires and big guns. But then we see Mandalorian come in and save the day. And he's again, kind of told, you know, like if you want, if you want back in, you know what you got to do. And he says, well, I'm, I'm going to do it. So 
This is the way. <laughs> I would have just lied to them. Did you take your helmet off? <laughs> I did it. <laughs> no. I didn't take my yeah. helmet off. What are you talking but, about? Anyway, like, so I thought the opening, that like that opening scene was pretty cool. I did. I, I, I really enjoy that opening and then, scene. Then he goes, you know, he's, he's, he's kind of got to put a team together because he can't go by himself. It's dangerous. So he's trying to get the droid and get some help and he goes and that that whole scene on the that planet i can't remember the name of the planet uh that that was crevo creva you know that was pretty cool to see like from the last from the first season to the second season to the third season this this place has only gotten nicer and nicer and nicer and now it's like like the guy said it's like we're we're a hub of trade here like we're we're gonna be in we and we are truly independent and By the way, so we need to make that connection because a little while ago we were talking and you on the show, you were like, you, you had sort of a, a Mandela effect type thing where you could have sworn that, um, that Lando Calrissian was played by Carl Weathers. And I had, I I had to let you down and say, no, that's Billy D Williams. I like, I don't know what you're smoking. Carl yeah. Weathers is is this guy. He's yeah. the 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 he's now yeah. the magistrate of this place. Yeah. Supreme magistrate. Isn't that what he says? Supreme? Yeah, well, that's Does a he, little what's he correct them? He's always he's always correcting. Yeah. It's funny. <laughs> but yeah. but he's still like he's still not afraid to get his hands dirty fighting keeping those pirates off the planet and he knows what he needs to do. But that whole that like and there was some, you know, there's some cool like throwbacks to the original star wars stuff and all that there was even a couple nods to the disney star wars shows there with those little creatures that grogu hugs and won't let go of and get some cute grogu moments trying to repair the droid and then and this is where i think the the show really bookends itself really well and ties the whole show together is he goes to Bo-Katan for help to, to kind of rally some tr- troops to help him go to Mandalore. And we start, we start the episode seeing this sect of Mandalorians who follow the Mandalorian creed in a different way. And there, there's lots of them and they're together and they're tight knit and they working together. And then we have Bo-Katan in a castle, in a throne room, on a throne, all by herself. Yeah. So her, her what what she believes is the right way of Mandalore to follow has not worked for her. She she's got no one. While this other side may seem very cultish, as you said, their strictness to a code has kept them together and kept them surviving throughout all that's happened. So, yeah, but take your helmet off. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, they, I think they bookend really nice, and I th- it kind of sets ma- uh, the Mandalorian up, our, our, our main character, in, in a interesting place where I think he does see. 
even though he hasn't said it, I think he does see the, the kind of the, the fractures in the, the ridiculousness of, of the strict ideology of the creed yeah. that of the sect he, he, he feels he belongs to. But I think he, I think what we're going to get from this redemption arc is he knows he can't make effective change. He can't claim the title of Mandalore, even though he's got the saber until he redeems himself. These, the people, his people won't follow him, even if he's got the saber because they don't see him as a Mandalorian. Right. So he needs to become a Mandalorian again, following their creed to claim the title, to make change and to bring Mandalorians back together. Yeah. So I, I, I like, even though I'm, I would prefer Boba Fett having the dark saber and becoming Mandalore, this, this is, this is going to be a lot of fun. I think. Yeah, but you can't the- have a fat Mandalore. <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> Look, and here's the thing, and because I, I really, I, so I just finished rewatching, like last night, I just finished rewatching season two, um, and and I mean it's so good, like it, I'd forgotten about Grogu eating the frogs spawn babies out of it, <laughs> right? It's both hilarious and also kind of like upsetting. It's pretty disturbing. every time he does it, I'm like, it's a baby, stop. Um, and, you know, like, I, again, I said before, like, I'm not into fat shaming anyone. I'm not into, I think it was, a, I, I think it was stupid casting all around because I get it. Boba Fett is a clone. He was an unmodified clone. So he doesn't age as quickly as the other clones did, but he's still a clone and so, for continuity, you want to have him played by the same guy that played Django. But there's just like, how long are we to believe that Boba was in the Sarlacc pit? Couldn't have been in there long. No, just he was a like slave a, longer than he was in the pit. Just like a, just from like a, a, a dehydration, starvation standpoint, like he was in there. Maybe right. a couple of days. Maybe. Uh, and we see him go in and he's like muscular and super fit. And he comes back out and he's his belly's bulging out from underneath his armor. And but and that's not even the worst part of it. The worst part of it is if we look at it timeline-wise, if we do the math. Boba Fett's like late 30s, maybe early 40s at this point. Like just mathematically in the Star Wars timeline, that's how old Boba Fett is. So to have him played by a guy in his early 60s, who, I'm sorry, looks like he's in his early 60s. Like he has some guys that are like, oh, wow, yeah, yeah, Paul Rudd, he's playing a (laughs) 12-year-old. I bought it. Like, you know, it. It just, it's like, he, he doesn't feel like Boba Fett to me. He feels like a Boba Fett imposter. Mm. Like, it just, it, he doesn't, anytime he's on screen, I'm not like, oh yeah, that's Boba Fett. I'm like, uh, this is some, some old chunky guy in the Boba Fett outfit. Like, it's just not, you know, and so someone was, I was looking online, I guess the, the kid that played Boba Fett 
in in uh, Attack of the Clones is now the right age and kind of has a pretty good look, like, you know, throw a scar or two on his face and that would have been the way to go. Mm. That would have been the way to go. And would have, like, he's, the you know, technically he played the kid Boba, but he has already played Boba Fett. I, anyways, either way, I, it's a little tangent, but I, uh, I, more and more every day that passes, I'm having more issues with, and then, yeah, the guy that plays Boba Fett, he's posted this video on, on Instagram or Twitter or whatever, where he's like working out and he's getting super jacked because he doesn't want to be called Boba Fat anymore. And it's like, <laughs> okay, but but you've just got like the wrong bot. Like it is. So now he's like muscular, but he's like Ben Affleck from Batman muscular. Like he's not like fit. He's not like lean. He's like big. And it's just like, you still, you you still just look wrong in the outfit. (laughs) You're saying you're still, your next milestone is still 70. Like you can, you're not, you're not, you're not accurate to to who Boba Fett is supposed to be. Anyways, this is neither here nor there, but it's just, yeah, driving me up the wall. Boba Fett, you talk about in Star Wars how people like you think Obi Wan aged rough. A couple of days in the Sarlacc pit for for <laughs> Boba Fett. Holy, maybe shit, it wasn't man. the Sarlacc pit. Maybe it was all that time in the on uh, the what you might call it the uh, back to tank. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's rough. It's bad. It's bad news bears. I don't. I Sorry. think he looked. I didn't think he looked that bad. Okay. All right. Anyway, <laughs> go we're on. We're talking about Mandalorian, <laughs> and I thought, yeah. So, well, apparently the two shows are one and the same, and you can't watch one without why it's the same thing. <laughs> like Boba Fett is just this is, is just Mandalorian season two point five. Yeah, two point five. Yeah, I was just about to say that exact thing. No, I, man, I, I really thought this, this show episode flowed really well and, and set itself up really well. I'm going to have to rewatch it. That's what I'm, yeah. I think that's what I'm arriving at. There, there was a, a lot of other cool, um, callbacks, uh, I thought to, to other shows. We got, um, we, we saw the Purgle for those that have seen, uh, and enjoyed, or maybe you did enjoy it. I don't know, but I kind of enjoyed most of it. Was Rebels in the show Rebels? Uh, the the Purgle play a pretty large part in in that. Brady's probably sitting there because I don't think you've watched Rebels yet, have you? No, I have not. Yeah, so you're sitting there going Purgle who? Yeah, so the Purgle are the uh, creatures that Grogu sees during the hyperspace flight. He kind of sees shadows of some large creature. Oh, okay. Right, 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 right. Just outside the hyperspace tube they're in. Traveling pretty fast based yeah, on they they so in in lore, and this is like current canon, uh the Purgle travel are, are creatures that can travel through hyperspace na- naturally. And uh, kind of that's where humans and aliens and stuff learned how to use hyperspace 
travel is by oh, watching okay. That's these cool. creatures. So they're they're these big kind of whale like creatures, but instead of whale tails, they got like squid tentacles. Yeah, so they play a pretty big role in Rebels, and it's uh, so it was really cool to see them. That tie-in was really neat. Be <clears throat> and it's also really interesting because. <coughs> We had Ahsoka Tano last in season two, who is a a big part of Rebels. Uh, So it kind of just ties, everything's starting kind of tying together nicely. As that, you know, have you seen that clip floating? It's been floating around the internet on my uh, socials quite a bit recently or and stuff that I've watched. But there's a old interview of George Lucas He's like talking to somebody who's working on Star Wars with him. And he's like, ah, it's it's like poetry. Everything rhymes and flows together. <laughs> That's that was George Lucas's way though, man. Like yeah, so man was just, a yeah, it just it felt very Star Wars, kind of very George Lucas this episode to me. Yeah. The way the way the the beginning and the end book ended these little nods to other things happening in the universe or that Mm -hmm. will happen. Mm -hmm. I have two questions for you. Questions that I want to theorize sort of predictions to make for this season moving forward. Two questions that I want to know if you think they're going to be answered. Could have been three questions, but the third question I know we're not going to get answered in this season because I'm pretty sure they're saving that for Ahsoka, which is the the Grand Admiral Thrawn. I don't think we're going to see Thrawn in this season. I think they're saving that entirely for for Ahsoka because that's kind of her big, you know, that's that's her whole thing. That's Ahsoka's episode of season two yeah. of Mandalorian is she's trying to track down Thrawn. Yeah, well, yeah, and at the end, like, further in the timeline, Rebels takes place after this? No, Rebels would have taken place before this, because this is after the trilogy. Resistance takes place after this. I actually haven't seen the Resistance. No, me neither. Maybe watch that. But, yeah, um, at the end of Rebels, she's looking for Thrawn. Right. And Ezra Bridger. Okay. Um. So, so two things I want to know. A, do you think that we will get more information in this season or an answer to who, like, we know, we talked about, you and I talked about, we know that we're going to find out who the Jedi that took Grogu from the temple during Order 66 was. Yeah. But are we going to get more information on exactly what the, like, is there something specifically special about Grogu? Like, is it does, okay, basically, does Grogu have some connection, some relation to Yoda? <clears throat> right. They're, so they're far as to go, could, could Grogu be? Limited number, yeah. it seems like. Exactly. So could this be like a cousin or a, you know, something like that? Or a theory that I kind of like is 
and I haven't I haven't done a lot of digging to see if this is a popular theory on the internet. This is just kind of like the first thing that popped into my head when I was watching Star when I was watching Mandalorian the first time was Oh my god, is Grogu a Yoda clone? Mm. <clears throat> so do you think we'll get more information or and or the 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 big question answered? Um, I don't know. <clears throat> and what is your I theory? I don't think we're going to get information on, <clears throat> like, Grogu's history outside of Order 66. Like, pr- pre-Order 66. Where he okay. came from, who's his daddy, what does he do? So you think it's inconsequential? Yeah. Okay. It's I think the the I I think and I think this is where Filoni and Favreau's head are at with this character is it's not where he's come from isn't as important as A what he means to the Mandalorian uh, Din Djarin and and how how he will affect the story moving forward in that in that role right yeah okay okay the other question do you think we're going to get more information on like so in season two we have this this evil evil doctor of the of the empire Mm mm-hmm and you know they they take Grogu because they they want his blood they see him as a donor for something. They're taking blood. And we got that episode where they went to attack or like overthrow or like ransack this, what they assumed was just like a regular Imperial base. But then the Imperial base turned out to be an Imperial lab. And we saw these like weird fetus-esque things growing in these like tanks yep do you think and will it be revealed whether or not this kind of ties into bad batch are these are are, is what we're seeing in these tanks them the the empire searching for trying to figure out the viable functioning clone body of Palpatine. And the theory is that maybe Grogu's the answer that they need, they need force sensitive blood in order to, to make it come together. Oh, I think like long-term that's definitely part of it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I don't think, (laughs) I don't think kind of short-term like, what was his name? Uh, Moff Gideon, <clears throat> the big bad from season two, and I guess season one. I don't think he realized that's what he was doing. Right. Yeah. Because right. that's not the type of he thing just that had you kind of. <clears throat> he was just kind of following. Uh, I don't know what you'd call them, like the last, uh, last sealed orders, like. In the event of Emperor's death, open this letter. Those are your orders. His orders were find force-sensitive 
and clone force sensitive army. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> right. And then and and report to expert X, Y, and Z people. And then yeah. those people kind of funnel down to that weird cult, Sith cult <clears throat> that we saw in uh, the horrible Disney movies and and uh they they make uh some bodies for the emperor i think that's more likely what is kind of playing out here right i don't i don't think they're trying we're gonna see anything kind of directly linking to a palpatine clone or palpatine trying to be resurrected no, I don't think we're going to see Ian McDermott or or anything no. like that show. No, up. but I'm no. I'm saying like I don't think you're going to see anything. Oops, hit my mic. Anything saying this is for Palpatine. Okay. Okay. Right. I think it's all going to be <clears throat> this is for the new Empire's army. But do you think it 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 will become pain like they'll do it in such a way that it becomes painfully clear <clears throat> to the viewers? That that's that's what this is. Oh, they're all. I, I think that's already clear that they're trying to make force sensitive clones. Right. Right. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. But I think, uh, as far as this show will take it, will be just we're trying to make like we're trying to remake a Sith army with force right. sensitive beings. Yeah. To, to <clears throat> kind of get the empire jump started again. Yeah. Whether it's like full on lightsaber wielding Sith or maybe just force sensitive, like light force sensitive people who can just kind of like have kind of precognition abilities so that they're better soldiers kind of thing. Right. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> cool. Cool. All right, sir. Well, I hate to I hate to ask because I feel like I already know the answer. But was this episode a win or a fail for you? Yeah, for me, this was a win. Um, it stole uh, it. It like I said, I thought the beginning, the end, book ended nicely. To kind of told a nice story, set up this redemption arc very well, uh, and kind of what what. Dinjarn's up against what he's fighting for <clears throat> as well. I don't know if you you noticed. As much as we really enjoyed Andor, there wasn't a lot of jumping around in terms of shots and, and characters here. In fact, I would say there was zero. <laughs> and I really appreciated that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's fewer storylines going on. You know, this yeah. is a much more, you know, we're following Mando. You know, even if there were more storylines, I don't, I thought, I don't, yeah, anyway, we don't need to get into that again. I've, I've ranted about that enough That's, times. Yeah. In our Didn't bother episodes. me, but. <laughs> so, yeah. no, I just, I really, I really like this. It was good. Yeah. I thought it was a really good setup. Cool. Was it, uh, was it the best out of three seasons? Mm, I don't know. I'd have to watch the first episode of all three seasons back to back to really be good judge. It's been a long time since I seen the other two. So <clears throat> I will, uh, I don't think I can make that answer like you did. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And, right. uh, 
Tell us how much you hated this episode. I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. I was disappointed by it. After you know waiting so long, it wasn't it wasn't the payoff that I was hoping for after such a long wait. I will say this episode was a fail for me. I enjoy it. I think it's entertaining. I'm excited about where we're gonna go. But if I'm if I'm looking at it through the lens of where my expectations were, where my excitement level was, I was let down. So that's you know, that's I don't think the season's doomed as a result. Um I think I think Book of Boba Fett being mandatory viewing is bullshit. <laughs> I will die on that hill, but yeah, ultimately, ultimately I, I enjoy it. I'm excited for next week's episode. hundred percent. Uh, I just, yeah, I just, it just wasn't, it was no crate dragon killing, you know, I just didn't have that, <laughs> that like sand people and humans coming and working together. It just, Yeah. Man, that shot of like the sand people finding the crate dragon pearl and just like they're so excited, man. They're so happy. <laughs> Premiere of season two, just like it brought people together <laughs> in a way that this just just didn't. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Well, thank you for listening. Check out our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. All listed below, Patreon, our merch page, and uh, subscribe wherever you uh, wherever you're listening, or or you know if you're listening in a place that you don't normally get your podcasts. Look for the Movie Men podcast. Search us up uh, just about anywhere, and uh, follow us because we're going to talk more Mandalorian. We're going to talk Ant Man and the Wasp, Quantum Mania coming up. Um, we're going to talk lots of things, man. There's so many movies. So much good stuff. It's just like right around the corner. You know what's coming up so fast? You need to be start like doing your stretches. Start stretching. Because the flash is coming. And that, if that's not going to be a three-hour episode, I don't, I don't know what is. Do we, do we have to stand on a treadmill while doing this? Or? <laughs> you probably are going to want to like hook up a catheter and all kinds of, yeah. It's going to be... Man, it's going to be an endurance quickly these days. Hmm. Going to be in an, an <laughs> endurance run. That's for sure. Cool. All right, sir. Say something, say something witty to send us off with. Well, if you're not watching this show, you should because this is the way. You're supposed to say this is the way. Oh, this is the, the yeah. This is the. I was just so proud of you. I was smiling because I was. This, I was just what I was hoping you were gonna say. So this, this yeah, is the this way. Is, this is the way. Except for this the, is the way. except for the stupid helmet thing. Take take, <laughs> take your freaking helmet off. <laughs>